As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, and Andrew. Yes, thank you very much. We really appreciate your support. If you would like to join them and become part of our Patreon member family, just go to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, and click on the Become a Patron button. Membership starts as little as $2 a month. And with that, you get access to all the exclusive members-only content. However, if you're looking for additional Disney magic to bring to your day, check out Magic the Mouse Radio. Magic the Mouse Radio, in our opinion, is the best internet radio station for all your Disney music and content. 24-7, 365, Magic the Mouse Radio never disappoints. You can hear our show on Magic the Mouse Radio every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the Magic of the Mouse radio family, I am so proud to be a part of the Magic of the Mouse news family. Magicofthemousenews.com has articles for anything and everything Disney-related that you might want to read, so make sure you go check it out. Magicofthemousenews.com Thank you very much. Absolutely, you need to do that. We are recording this episode on Sunday, January 14th, 2024. A week ago, we returned from the big trip. We did. And uh, as a matter of fact, exactly a week ago today, right now, we were probably just waking up after having driven pretty much all day Saturday to get back home. And we have lots to talk about over the course of the next few weeks. Um, But the thing that you may notice, if you're listening to our voices, is that the one thing we seem to have walked away from this trip, having uh, gotten out of this trip is uh, a lingering upper respiratory infection. Yeah, mom was sick on the trip. She wasn't as sick for as long as we seem to be. Yes. And then... I started feeling symptoms on the drive home, and I'm still feeling weakened symptoms. You uh, are really... It hit you much harder, but later. Like, it hit us in waves, I think. Yeah, I, I woke up on Monday feeling very bad, and then... Very bad on Tuesday. Definitely had a fever Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then today, I don't, I, I don't have a fever and some of the symptoms have gone away, but I still have a nasty cough. My nose like hurts. My eyes are like weird and gunky and watery and like they hurt when mm-hmm. I wake up. So yeah. So we apologize if, the, if our sound that. is a little off today for this episode. We apologize for that. There'll be... It's Hopefully gross. we'll limit the, the sniffling as much as we can and coughing as much as we can. We'll try to edit that out as much as possible. We're not professional podcast editors, so we will do our best. But we do have some some exciting things to talk about. We, we, it, there's so much to talk about, about our very special end of 2023, beginning of 2024 trip. But today, we're going to talk about what? 
new things. So I kind of, I pushed for this topic idea because I didn't want to, I, in the past we've done kind of like a breakdown of parks and like, you know, whatever, but I didn't want to do that. So new things are all, is a list of new things that we tried going from food to attractions, to experiences, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just a list of, of those things and we're, we go over them, talk about our experience. Will we do them again? Do we like them? Do we recommend? Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. The, the stuff that Disney Assembled has not accomplished. Or, or maybe something in, in the case of at least one of the things on the list, something we did so long ago that you don't remember doing it because you were too little doing but it. But it's like basically doing it again. Right. It's basically it's a brand new Because it's also changed a lot in 10 years, right? Right. It's changed a little bit. And um, we're going to talk about that. So, yeah, lots to talk about. We're not going to go park by park and day by day. We're just, you know, I think what we'll end up doing is a series of, of episodes. We have some planned out. I know we are going to pull out our New Year's Eve experience specifically and maybe do a longer take on that either. Maybe for our patrons over on Patreon, maybe maybe for the YouTube channel or maybe for an episode mm-hmm. of the podcast. We're not sure yet, but we know there's a lot to talk about for New Year's Eve because we were at the park for New Year's right. Eve. I think Disney at the holidays is its, its own. Right. Like topic altogether like on a holiday on the day of the holiday right um we'll have some yeah. of that we're going to deep dive more into food and our meals probably in another episode and i think we're going to do a little bit more um i'm trying to schedule uh an episode with a guest where we talk a little bit more about the galaxy's edge and star wars yeah. stuff so a few but of yeah. the things in this list like lend themselves to deeper dives specifically new year's eve and food um and you know a few other things on the list but other things are kind of you know surface level so I'm excited. I'm excited. We did a lot of new things on this trip. Absolutely. And so this is sort of new things things we've done, maybe some new things that have come to the parks since the last time we were there. Right. And this is basically, this is our our initial sort of reporting or commentary on these new things. And again, like Mimi says, some of these things may lend itself to a deeper dive conversations that we'll have in future episodes. But given our our health status, we wanted to get this episode out uh, tonight, actually. Yeah. Seven o'clock tonight. Yeah. I was kind of, you know, wavering with... I don't, I don't know if I want to record an episode, but yeah. you know, I know your voice is, is hitting you, but what, you know, one of the things on our list, there's a lot of stuff on our list, but one of the things that stands out is some of the dining and the eating that we did right. on the trip because we did do some new experiences there, which um, sort of is a, is a nice segue to the uh, Disney dad joke of the week. Oh, so really? would you like to get into the episode with the dad joke and then we get into our main topic? Are you ready for that? Or you want yes, to talk about anything I am else? Ready for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for this week's Disney dad joke of the week. Oh boy. Mimi. Yeah. We, we did so much dining on our trip. So much. So much dining. And, and the vast majority of it was really special and fantastic. One of the things that stands out the most to me was how well the restaurants at Disney shred their cheese. Oh, they do, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do a great job. Okay. <laughs> Get it? Yes. Shred the cheese. Great. Okay. Yes. That is this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a dad joke of the Disney variety that you would like us to consider sharing on the show, hit us up on our uh, email address, disneyassembled at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on any of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, all at Disney Assembled. All right. We have some experiences. We, 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 first of all, let me start with this. Let, let's just sort of lay out the timeline of our trip, right? Because I think it, it is important for people to know kind of when we went, when we finished and all that stuff. Yeah. We actually arrived in Orlando on the 29th of December, but we didn't go straight to Disney. We have a friend in Orlando 
thank you, Aunt Jackie, uh, who uh, allowed us to uh, spend the evening uh, at her house and hung out with her at her house with her. And um, we had a great time reconnecting with some old friends there. So that was a great experience. But our actual park and resort trip started on the 30th. And there was a reason we wanted to get there early because usually we don't go to the parks on our check-in day. The 30th was our check-in day and we we were staying at the Polynesian Mm -hmm. Village uh, Resort. Um, And typically we don't go to the parks on day one. Did you want... I know it's not on our list, but did you want to talk yeah, about why talk about we, we went to the extra links of getting a park reservation for Disney's Hollywood Studios? Yeah. For so the 30th? initially the plan was to just do as we always did and then arrive in Orlando on the 30th, check in, hang out at the hotel, you know, relax, um, and then go to the park the next day. But um, I think it was like Blog Mickey or like Disney Food Blog or something. Somebody reported that... Um, Duffy the Bear had an extension in Hollywood Studios past Jollywood Nights up until the 30th. And as you know, as you may not know, actually, I have a Duffy Bear. I've had a Duffy Bear since I was four. He goes everywhere with me. He's just, he's that, when I bought my Duffy Bear, it became my teddy bear, my stuffed animal that I bring everywhere. The way people have dogs or pigs or blankets or whatever, that is my stuffed animal. He goes with me everywhere. And so we decided to make the, to add to go see Jackie at the extra park reservation um to go meet Duffy and that was really special because yeah. I was like look there's this like picture of me from you know four with standing next to you and he was like wow like you've gotten so big and it was just it was very sweet it was very personal I don't really go too much into it yeah this is a special um, moment we this is nice for us nice for you in particular and yeah because it yeah. was it was it was kind of just me me and mom Cause you guys ended up coming later, but it was, it was really special and tons of photos were taken and, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good experience. We initially added the park day because I wanted to do the cookie stroll in Epcot, but then we found out about Duffy and that, you know, just was way more important than the cookie right. stroll. Cause the 30th was the last day for the holidays in the parks and the cookie stroll. And you wanted to do that. And when we found <laughs> out that Santa Duffy was still sticking around for photo ops and meet and greets, we had to change that. And so, so I ended just, up doing I, that. yeah, I have this really cool picture of uh, Mimi meeting Duffy in Epcot back in 2012. Now we have a picture of you meeting Duffy in well, at the end of 2023, essentially 2024. So right. there you go. And, Good um, stuff. Yeah. So we, so our park start, our visit started on the 30th and it went all the way through January 5th. 5th. Cause so we, we left were, on the 6th. We had seven, di- seven full days in the parks. So um, that kind of leads into like, not the first one on the list, but the first thing I want to talk about we didn't rope drop a single day. The day that we got up to go see Duffy was the earliest we were in the parks and we were in the park at like nine-ish, 9.15. And not rope dro- choosing to not rope drop came from partially because we knew we were going to be there a lot. Um, we were there for seven whole park days and that doesn't seem like seem like a lot, but it was. By day five, we had done a lot of what we had wanted to do, you know, barring like scheduling conflicts. And so we were just kind of like leisurely take, there were, there were lots, there was a lot amount of time in the park between the four of us spent sitting on a bench or walking around or watching a show or not really doing a whole lot because we had, we had hit a lot of it and it wasn't unenjoyable. Like it wasn't boring. Um, but we, we decided to not rope drop and the, the pressure of 
getting up every day and getting out and, you know, sitting in the line. It was just not something that we wanted to do. Right. Also, this, well, I was just going to say, this is one of the new things that we did on this trip that we have not done before. And that is we did not rope drop at all. Any one day on this trip, there was no rope dropping by by us. And that is a new thing for right. us. Because we've always sort of been like rope drop people. But it, it was just we kind of it was that. And it was also like, OK, we're going to we're not going to rope drop the day after New Year's. Absolutely. We knew New we were going to rope drop on New Year's Day. And yeah. so after we didn't rope drop on New Year's Day. It became like after. okay, because what ended up happening was we left Jackie's house at like eight o'clock and got to Disney by nine. And so rope drop had already passed and it wasn't it was it was relaxing to not have to deal with that. And so that kind of set the precedent for the rest of the trip. But I know what you're thinking, you know, Mimi, Papa, like these New Year's crowds. Yes, you were there seven days, but did you wait four hours? Well, I think that's the question. As you didn't rope drop, do you feel do you feel like that you missed out on anything by not rope dropping? I and think that's the question for this episode, right? We didn't do the rope drop, but do we feel at the end of the trip that we missed out on anything because we didn't rope drop? And I would say no, because of the next new thing that we tried. And this is kind of a heavy hitter, and I didn't know if you were saving it, but we utilized Genie Plus and the individual lightning lane for essentially every single day of our trip. Right. That's something we've not done before on other trips. On other trips, we've rope dropped and we've stayed late and we've done the standby cues. But for this trip, we decided that we were not going to rope drop. And as a result, we did invest in Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes. We were able to do it. And I would say that partly... The reasoning, and again, this might bleed into another episode that we do, but the crowds were pretty significant this week, and the standby, the posted standby line numbers were pretty significant, and so we just decided to to try the Genie Plus and the individual lightning lanes and to see if it made a big difference for us, and I don't know, I think... What what are your what are your sort of your initial thoughts around using Genie Plus in individual lightning lane? I would okay, so we tried Genie on New Year's Eve. I said, let's try it. Let's, you know, it's going to be insane at Epcot. You know, let's, you know, just throw it on the wall, see what happens. And um it it create okay, so I think it worked very well. And once we bought Genie, we realized how useful it was and we kept buying it. And then we were truly able to do everything we wanted to do because these wait times were no joke. And I know you guys have been sitting out on Twitter, but it was like four hours for Slinky Dog, five hours for Toy Story Mania, you know, insane wait times everywhere. Like there was nowhere that you could go that wasn't more than like an hour or that wasn't less than an hour. And so I think that Genie was worth it because we got to you do everything we wanted to do. We also got to do everything that we wanted to do potentially more than once by using the individual lightning lane. Right. Um, we use this with Tron, which we'll come back to Tron, but we bought virtual queue. We did virtual queue and we bought the individual lightning lane and we got to ride it, you know, more than once. And I think that that sort of made up for the cost of like, you know what it was. However, I will say this about Genie: the two downsides we had three sort of downsides we had to it. Not being able to choose a time slot for your lightning lanes was very frustrating because I would book the lightning lane because as it goes, right, as it sells out, the later the times are. But I would then have like 
five genies for like four o'clock and kind of nothing to do between one and 3.30. And so that's how you get those pockets of time where it's not enough time to go wait in line somewhere, but it's too much time to just kind of sit around. So that created a lot of, you know, some, some slow moments for us. Two, once we bought it, we couldn't go back. And that was not manipulative and not to say manipulative, but it was, it was definitely like, maybe we don't use Genie this day, but then we were like, oh, but it's so helpful, you know? And so the cost of it ramped up rapidly, right? Because it was so It was maximum price for some days and- and, Right, because it was so useful, you couldn't go back to not using it because it was just so busy. And the third thing is- um, I forgot what I was going well, on. Well, let me, let me chime in here then. I would say Genie Plus was easy to use for us. It was very useful because the crowds were very large. If you're going during a time when the crowds aren't so thick, it probably would be less useful right. if you don't mind waiting a little bit in the lines. I'll also mention this. It, it didn't add a significant <laughs> cost to our trip because we used... And here's maybe a travel tip, right? We had uh, a a shop Disney. Uh, we had a Disney gift card, but we also had the Disney rewards points from the Disney Chase Visa, which we use. And so using the Chase Visa rewards points and using the gift card, we essentially didn't pay anything extra to use Genie Plus. I mean, like basically that covered the cost of our Genie Plus and some of our food actually on the trip. So it didn't like add extra to what we had already spent on the trip. Uh, but that's mostly because we made the decision to use our rewards points and the gift card points to use on the genie plus and the individual lightning lanes. And I would say, I, I think I was, yes, I, I wouldn't want to spend the whole show talking about genie plus and individual lightning lanes. But what I'll say is this is our first time using it. It was easy to use. It did require you to get up in the morning and book, you know, some stuff the at 7am. Yeah. But I would say the only park we did not buy the Genie Plus for is Animal Kingdom. We still stand by. You don't need it for Animal Kingdom. Just use your money to buy the individual Lightning Lane or Flight of Passage if that's what you want to ride. Um, we did have to stand in a long uh, queue for um, uh, Navi River Journey, but that's just because the crowds were insane. Um, but yeah, overall impression, Genie Plus, positive. It, I think was, it, was, positive, it was positive. And I think we would use it again depending on when we go. Right. Um, I also think the only parks that are worth using it for are going to be Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. I think in Epcot, you can sort of stand in the lines for pretty much everything that's in Epcot. Like, I mean, I would stand in line for Test Track and then right. Soren's the only one that's like kind of iffy for me. And I'm very glad that we bought, that we ended up getting a lightning lane for Soren because I would not have wanted to wait in line for it. But um, overall, like it was right. a, it was a really good experience and I definitely have more to say about it, right? but right. that's probably for a later day. Why don't we change uh, directions and let's touch on some of the new food experiences we had, the dining experiences we had, and just sort of give a a quick sort of, um, uh, I don't want to go through the whole meal we ordered this way, just say, here's what we did. And just a little bit about whether you liked it, dislike it, would do it again, maybe not do it on the next trip, but maybe do it again, but later maybe not on, right away, yeah. later on, stuff like that. Okay, yeah. So we're probably gonna deep dive into food later, but the, not there's, these aren't in order because I couldn't remember what order we went in. But we ate at Brown du- Derby for the first time. Well, I brother right. and I ate at Brown Derby for the first time as, as a family. As right, a right, family, right. Um, and I I thought this was a really good experience. I think it ended poorly, but not at the fault of the restaurant because um, we went on our last night and we were like 
we had three lightning lanes to use and we wanted to hit Mickey and Minnie's. So we had to go like in, it was like Slinky Dog, Millennium Falcon, Rise, Minnie. So we had to go in a full circle around the park and it was eight o'clock. We only had an, an hour to do it and, you know, whatever. And, and let me, we were really it, hectic and ready to get out of there. Something but, I didn't mention about the lightning lanes. I'm sorry to cut you off. But, but one thing I should mention, and again, we didn't have any trouble using lightning lanes after our window ended. They always just let you on and oh, yeah. even they let you on maybe five or 10 minutes early. Yeah. So most of the, most of the attractions, the cast members are fine getting you on there, but yeah. th- that's just an aside on lightning lane use. So don't worry about stacking them too close to each other that you'll, you'll get on. Right. Um, but Brown Derby, but Brown Derby. Um, I think the, f- the food was really well done. I really liked the mac and cheese, like appetizer side thing that I had. It was a good experience. I right. would probably want to go back here, but not on our next trip. I really enjoyed Brown Derby. It's not an inexpensive meal. It is a relatively expensive meal. It's, it's I, what I had was very good. Well, I'll say this, and this will make more sense later in this episode. <laughs> it was the best steak I had on the entire trip. I had the filet mignon at Brown Derby. I thought it was outstanding. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, Brown Derby, good restaurant. I would eat there again. Probably not every trip, um, but. Yeah, good experience overall. Absolutely. All right, what's sure. the next dining experience that was new for us on this trip? Woody's Roundup Barbecue. So this is kind of a controversial restaurant. I've heard that a lot of people don't like it and think the food is just average. Um, that didn't even matter to me. I fell in love with this restaurant and I want to go back. Um, my thing, <coughs> this this trip became mac and cheese and where I can find the best mac and cheese on property. And, you know, whatever. Like, I was just... If it had mac and cheese, I was eating it everywhere. And... I would say that the Woody's Roundup Slinky Dog Mac and Cheese was really good and on my list. That's not that important, though. Um, the food, we, we, okay. So we also ended up eating a lot of barbecue on this trip, and that'll make more sense as we talk more about our food on our deep dive. But we had a lot of barbecue. And as far as the barbecue went, it was pretty, it was up there. It was okay. But the experience and the theming of the restaurant altogether makes up for anything that's bad with the food. Right. Um, I had, I personally didn't have a negative experience with the food. I thought it was great. I thought the drinks were massive. I was satisfied. I was happy the whole meal. I, I couldn't, I have nothing bad to say about this. Yeah. Woody's run that was a lot of fun. The theming was great. It was a lot of fun. The server, the cast member we had their service was lots of fun. Very engaging. I thought the food was, was good. I, I didn't not enjoy it. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I thought the family style, <clears throat> excuse me, the family style um, uh, menu where you get everything. I think it works. Works very well setting. for that restaurant. I like the idea that when, you know, when Andy comes in, everybody pauses, was lots of fun. It's not the same every time. Not, you're right. It's not the same. So yeah, Woody's Roundup, Rodeo Roundup, Barbecue. Um, yeah. I've, again, will I go there every trip? Probably not. I want to but go back here next time though. I, I would like to go back there. I think it's a, a good it was a good experience. I didn't disappoint it at all. So yeah, Woody's Roundup definitely worth the uh, worth the trip. All right, what's another dining experience we had on the trip that uh, that was new for us this time? Okay, talking to you. We're gonna do this one last. Okay. Yeah, we'll do okay. that one last. So next one's La Cilier over in the Canadian Pavilion, Epcot, and this restaurant we were really excited to go to um, because you know the boys really like steak. My mom and I could take or leave steak. And this is the steak, it's a steakhouse. So we went and we tried it. We tried it. And the atmosphere of this restaurant was great. Our server was great. I remember it being very cold and us wanting to just get inside. And um, I I really liked my food. So Bob and I ended up splitting, I think, the T-bone. And it was good. It was yummy. It was delicious. But y'all's filet. What do you have to say yeah, about brother that? Yeah, brother and I had filet. We had filet. I had filet uh, mignon at La Celia. We had filet mignon at Brown Derby. Like I just said, I thought the Brown Derby was a better steak than La Cilia. I mean, some people love La Cilia. They think it's the best steak 
um, in the park or in a property. I, I found my steak at Brown Derby better. I will say that the risotto at La Soye was really good. Um, the steak wasn't bad, but I enjoyed the steak at Brown Derby better. Um, we probably won't be going back to La Soye, not because it was bad, but for the money, it probably wasn't worth it. Because if we're going to have a steak, we'll probably just wait to go to Brown Derby right. to get a steak. But uh, yeah, I mean, I felt you know, like- hot take. Some people are La Soye stands. They love it and they think it's the best. And again, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we went. Um, but I enjoyed the steak at Brown Derby better. Yeah. So. The, the mac and cheese at La Cilia is going to be a smoked Gouda. And it was a different flavor. I really like Gouda mac and cheese. It was a different flavor from the rest of the mac and cheese that I've ever had on property. It was good. It was very, very thick. Yeah, I had some of your mac and cheese. It was very good. One thing I will say about La Cilia that was very good was the signature poutine appetizer. That was outstanding. And so if you go to La Cilia and you're ordering uh, an appetizer, you should get uh, the signature poutine with the, um, the sauce. The sauce was really good. So... But yeah, good experience. Again, not disappointed. Wasn't upset that we went. Wouldn't say that it was bad. It was good. But if I'm going to get a steak, if I'm going to order a filet, I kind of like the brown derby filet better. So we'll probably end up back at this restaurant, but it'll it's like in the rotation. Yeah, it won't be one that we go to next time. It'll have to yeah. be in, in a rotation. Yeah. All right. Uh, other sort of dining experiences. Keep going. So the sort of quick service snacky things, we ate at Satuli Canteen for the first time. I did not like what I got, but that's on me. That's It's based on what I got. I didn't expect it to be sweet. There were a lot of times where I ordered things and didn't expect it to be sweet, and it came sweet, and I was really disappointed. Um, but it, it was good. I would order something different next time. Yeah. Um, I got... Yeah, like a shrimp and noodle thing. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. I would get a different sauce. Right. We had... Your brother and I had the cheeseburger... Pods like the bowel bun bun pods, you know, it was all right. I don't think I have to eat there again. It's not something that I'm. I'm like, oh, I need to go back and get that. It was okay. Uh, You know, there. I think there are much better things. Quick service. Yeah, I think there are much better things to eat in Animal Kingdom than that. Like we have to try the the Ben. Was it the barbecue? The flame tree barbecue. We didn't do that yet, but since we're the canteen, eh, I can take it or leave it. I mean, you know, it's not something I'm looking forward to doing again. Yeah, you ended up. Going to get Columbia Harbor House. Did Columbia Harbor House for dinner. That was a good meal. I gave that a thumbs up. I think if you get the, um, uh, it's like a trio thing. You get like um, chicken strips, shrimp, and fish. It was a good bargain. It was a good meal. I would go back to Columbia Harbor House. I thought that was fine. Um, and I would say the other thing was, there were two other things in Magic Kingdom. Quick service. You got... The kids' mac and cheese at the Friars Nook. Disappointing. I was so disappointed. Why didn't you get the tater tots? Um, Because I hate tater tots, okay? And I think the idea of mac and cheese with things on it is disgusting. So I got the kids... I got the kids' mac and cheese because I didn't want a full meal. I just wanted a snack, and it was disgusting. And I will... Yeah, I'm it was really a big fail. Big fail there. And I... I was really disappointed. And I got a Cheshire Cat Tail from the Cheshire Cafe. It... It's not bad. It looks better in the pictures than it does in real life. Um, if you need something sweet and you're at that part of the park, it'll probably be fine. But I'm not going to cross the park to go get one of those. Like if I'm there and I want something sweet and I'm standing there, I might order one. But, you know, kind of mid. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing that you and I tried together were we finally hit up the cheeseburger spring roll cart. 
And do, do that. Yeah, we're by Adventure Man, yes. I did not like the cheeseburger spring roll. I thought it was gross. I thought the meat was a weird, had a weird texture and flavor to it. And I don't know, it was, it, <coughs> it was not my thing at all. The, well, and we also had the, the pizza the roll. The pizza right? roll, I liked. The pizza roll was great. I just did. I didn't care for the cheeseburger one. I, uh, I, yeah. I thought they were fine. I thought they were a little overpriced for two yeah. spring rolls. They were okay. They weren't what I would. I, I was hoping it was better than it would be. Again, not bad, but if you need a quick snack and you know, you're standing there, certainly, but I wouldn't cross the park to go get that. We have one more. Oh, wait. And you got the black calf cold brew. They get the black calf cold brew over in Galaxy's Edge. Double thumbs up. I had two of those. The only thing I bought twice that was new on the trip. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I, I got a couple other things. I got a Joffrey's special coffee cold brew thing in Epcot that I loved. You know, it was, I think I posted it on our Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So, but the last sort of sit down meal place that was new for us at this trip was uh, the Plaza. We ate at the Plaza we Cafe. the Plaza Cafe. It, so um, this, this restaurant review is definitely going to be a little bit biased because it was so cold. The whole trip, once the sun went down, it got chilly. Um, on some nights it was colder than others. And on this night, it was the coldest. It was, I don't know what temperature it was, but it felt like it was negative five degrees. And we were so excited to go inside and sit down in the heat and warm up. And our table was right in front of the door. So the door opened all night, blowing cold air on us. And we were just not happy. Right. So you, when you walk in the restaurant, literally you open the door, you walk straight in. There's a table about five steps from the door, literally right in the walking path. And that is the table they put us at. Yeah, it was. It was the worst table in the restaurant. It wasn't our server's fault. It, it, and and it's, the cast member who served our table really worked hard. She really, she really did a great job of trying to make the meal as pleasant as possible. The food was okay. But I don't think it's the food's you know, fault. The menu itself is just very, well, very that's what I mean. The menu was, was I don't know, like trying turkey to get, sandwich, you know, meatloaf and, and yeah. pot roast and stuff. I mean, again, it's okay, but it, we probably won't be going back to that restaurant to eat that menu. Certainly. Yeah. I and mean, you and I have thoughts about that. I don't want to share on this episode, but I certainly, I shared some thoughts about what I would do at the Plaza Cafe. I'm not so sure you agree with my thoughts about my ideas for Plaza Cafe to make it better, but. We'll shit out on a different episode. But yeah. again, probably not an option we'll go back to next time. It was just kind of like the whole experience was disappointing and it wasn't anyone's fault. It just wasn't our thing. Okay. The plaza restaurant. Yeah. Okay. The last restaurant that we did that was brand new, the last experience, I had kind of low expectations. I thought it was going to be corny. I thought I wasn't going to like it. I thought it, I was not going to like the food because it's barbecue and fried chicken. It's not my thing. Hoopty Doo Review. So I have been to the Hoopty Doo Review a couple of times. We took you and your brother way, way back when y'all were a little bitty. You don't remember it. Oh, no. But we went again this time for the first time in a long time. What What were your thoughts? I, first of all, this mac and cheese was the best mac and cheese I had the entire trip. It beat out Liberty Tree. It was delicious. I loved it. Okay. The food other than the mac and cheese could take or leave. It was no, like it was good. It could, I feel that way because I don't particularly care for barbecue. The ribs were cooked perfectly. I don't eat fried chicken because it makes me sick. So I didn't try it. Vegetables was great. Everything was great. It was all great. Food was great. The show itself was, I think, one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen come out of a Disney um, entertainment, you know, idea in the parks. Out of all the rides I've seen, all the 
shows I've experienced, all the fireworks, I just completely fell in love with the Hoochie Doo review and I thought it was so much fun and I couldn't even make it through the whole meal without saying we're coming back here next time. I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it like all the way and I love the way that it's like mostly improv and like how you can tell the actors are ad-libbing off of each other and just the t- the talent like pours off of them and it's very cool and there was a little girl who was dressed like Claire and so Claire would like go up and talk to her when she could and it was very cute yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> even your 15 year old brother loved really loved this show the show and I was worried that you know maybe uh, he may not enjoy this type of entertainment and it's live and they're walking through the audience and they didn't engage with our table but they do engage with tables and so forth so but it was the first meal we had that first night we were there. That was our yep. plan. We were going to check into the hotel. We did do some park stuff that day. You know, you talked about meeting Duffy, but that evening was our first big thing. And it was that meal. And it was the best way to start the trip because it immediately got us into a really good, fun, happy Disney mood. This was a fantastic show. I thought the food was very good. Neither my brother or I could make I it. I think your brother probably ate 20 ribs. Oh, I mean, so many. There were, it was really good food. For, for, if you like sort of the smoked barbecue meal and, and the fried chicken was very good as well. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I really want to go back next time we go because, it again, it's a great meal. The entertainment is top notch and it just really makes you feel good. And it was a great way to end the evening. The one downside. It was so cold at Fort Wilderness. It was really cold when we got there. But to get there, we had to go to the Magic Kingdom. And then you had to get on. We took a boat right from the Magic Kingdom to (laughs) Fort Wilderness. I actually have a video I took of the boat ride from Magic Kingdom to Fort Wilderness. I have to post that on our YouTube channel. But um that's the only downside is getting to Fort Wilderness, right? Yeah, and we had but, gotten to, at Fort, to Fort Wilderness at like 7.30, so we were like an hour early, and we were just kind of like freezing, and then right. we went into the We went the to Davy Crockett's yeah. Tavern, and you know we had a, a drink, and we were just kind of hanging out, waiting until it's our turn. But again, without going into it too much more detail, who do big thumbs up from Disney Assembled. If you get it, it's hard to get a reservation there. They go quickly, right? We learned that from when we were doing our travel planning with our, with, you know, with Neil, who helps us with our trips. Thanks, Neil. Um, but yeah, the hoop doo review, definitely two thumbs up from us. We absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was great. Okay, so transitioning a little bit into sort of the last category of new things we did, which was ride experiences and nighttime shows and stuff like that. And the first one that I want to talk about are the ones in Hollywood Studios. So. We actually ended up skipping Fantasmic this time, and we caught the two projection shows. You know, they're 10 minutes long in Hollywood Studios on the Chinese Theater, and they're called The Wonderful World of Animation and Disney Movie Magic. And there wasn't really a crowd for them, which makes me think a lot you of people... You can get a really good spot to see this show. Right, yeah. which makes me think a lot of people don't know what they are, and they run um, at 8 and then again at 8.10, like, you know, back to back. And these were, I don't really know how to describe them, but they were projection laser shows with like, you know, miniature firework use, like minimal firework use. And it just kind of jumped through 
the first one, Movie Magic, jumped through like live action stories. We talked about right. Mary Poppins and some Marvel stuff, and Indiana Jones and pirates, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and Tron was in there. Some Tron of the classic Disney yeah. live action movies were in there. Yeah. yeah. And then it was a, about, um, you know, Walt and like starting the company or whatever. And then the animation one, you know, followed animated, animated movies. Um, and then it did this like ode to Mickey Mouse at the end. Um, it all started with the mouse and then you see all these clips from Mickey shorts and it was really cool. The projections on the Chinese theater were so cool. And this little sort of dinky, you know, underrated show quickly sort of took first place for favorite nighttime spectacular yeah. because this was, it was un- the technology and the projections was just so cool. I was more excited watching it than I was watching Fantasmic or any of the either two fireworks shows that we watch on our trip. Yeah, we watched three nighttime spectaculars on our trip. We're going to talk about the other Four. two. Four? We watched The Magic Kingdom, uh, New Year's Eve countdown. Okay, well, I didn't, yeah, I, I wasn't counting the New Year's Eve because oh, that's yeah. just, we did, we, we want to talk about New Year's Eve in more depth. We're not going to talk about it in this episode because it's so much we need to talk about for New Year's Eve. We're going to, we did that. That was a new experience for us. But we're going to have a separate episode about New Year's Eve. But don't sleep on this nighttime show at Hollywood studios of the three regular ones that we saw, like the three regularly <laughs> done shows. This was the best one in my opinion. For sure. Like I enjoyed these two shows cause they come like they have one and there's a break and then they, they showed the other right yep. after it. This for me was better than the other shows we saw. It definitely was. It was so cool. And like it played the music from the movies and it was just, it was, it was so cool. Yeah. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Don't sleep on Hollywood studios at night. Go and see the projection shows (laughs) on the Chinese theater. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. It's lots of fun. And it was just as emotional and it got me just as much in the feels as the next one we want to talk about, which is the one in the Magic Kingdom, which we had not seen before, or at least we don't remember seeing before. A lot of people love this show. It was a fine show, but it was. Happily Ever After. So a lot of people really, you know, live, breathe, and die by Happily Ever After. So I'm not going to say too much, but it was just kind of eh, in the way that I think that all Magic Kingdom fireworks are kind of the same with the way they use projection. And, you know, the sh- I, don't, I don't find that it's ever particularly unique. Um, the music is fine, but I think my problem with this show comes from the fact that you don't really understand what's going on or what story you're talking about unless you're sitting right in front of the castle. And I think that that just creates like an unfair advantage yeah. um, to the people who paid, frankly, to sit in front of the castle. It, because all of the, what we learned is that most of the castle seating is now Lightning Lane Genie Plus purchased. And I it, it was just... That it became lost on me right. because I had to like squint to see which story was projected so I could tell because it wasn't playing music from the from movie. where we were standing, you couldn't see much of the castle. Then again, you can say we'll get a better seat. Yeah, you're right, we could. Here's what I'm gonna say about Happily Ever After. I am sure it the, the fireworks are fine, the show is fine, it hits you in the feels. It's a it's a it's a nice show, and maybe it's because of when we saw it, but it's a huge detraction because it was so crowded right and being able to see and hear what was really being projected and and piped through the sound system was hard to do and of course when the show ended 
everybody is like, an absolute nightmare. It was a nightmare trying to do anything once that show ended because a lot of the traffic off the main hub off of Main Street is blocked because everyone who's purchased seating in those sort of offshoot walkways, they keep those closed. You can't walk through them. And so the the traveling gets really if you if you have any claustrophobia, you do not want to be caught in there when there's a crowd because it was really challenging and really took away from maybe the enjoyment. Yeah, it was really difficult. So but if Fine show. Not not a problem. I would see it again. Obviously, I'm not anti-happily ever. I'd probably go, you know, attraction riding during that time yeah. next time. And we did that most of the time anyway. But I enjoyed the Hollywood Studios show more than Happily Ever After, to be honest with yeah. you. The third one we saw was brand new to the parks, and we were really excited to see it over at Epcot. And that was... Luminous. The story of us, right? And it was so disappointing I, I don't know how else to describe it, actually. I was really looking forward to Luminous because I loved Harmonious. And I, I felt like, okay, going in, going in order, I felt like the music choice was weird. I thought they very sad songs were chosen for this. And I was like, what? Like, why are we using, like, When She Loved Me? Like, that's a heartbreaking song, you know? I thought the story was strange. Because um, if you listen to it, it talks about growing up and falling in love and then it talks about getting divorced and dying at the end and like you know sort of underlying and I'm like what like that's that's weird I don't like this um the fireworks the actual pyro that was used was very cool yes. I will say um the, they use they use flares in a way that I haven't seen before um this time and I felt that that was sorry that that was very well done but it's kind of the only redeeming quality of this show. Um, there was no projection. There was very minimal water, you know, manipulation, right. would, color manipulation. It was, it fell flat. We were me. hoping that Luminous would be a, a, a more accessible, harmonious, sort of a combination of harmonious and maybe illuminations without the huge barges in the middle that everyone complained about. Here's my take on Luminous. It's fine. It was the third best evening show we saw on when we were there. I agree with about the music. I didn't feel uplifted or emotionally connected to this show the way Harmonious did. I mean, we walked out of Harmonious. You felt something in a Harmonious. There was an emotional connection. I didn't feel that with Luminous. The other thing is, and we were sitting directly in front of it oh, on yeah. the uh, really on seats. the hub side. I could barely hear the music. And, and again, I could hear all the conversations that everyone around us was having and so forth. And it's like, you, they need to pump up the volume because it's like, I'm missing the show. Turn the volume up so people can actually hear the thing that's going on. Or make it more there interesting. There were no projections for Luminous. There was no water projections for Luminous. It was just music and pyro and I'm sorry, I, it's not a bad show, but I have to tell you, we really enjoyed Harmonious. We understood that people didn't like those big barges. There's still structures in the middle of the thing because right. of Luminous. It doesn't block your view, right, of the American Pavilion or whatever you're looking at. But I have to tell you, as far as just the quality of the show is concerned, I thought Harmonious was a much better show than Luminous. It just felt like Luminous... And again, I know we're going a little long in this episode. It felt like Luminous was Disney executives who were putting on these shows. 
sort of asked chat GPT to put together a Disney show for Epcot and they sort of tweaked it. And that's what they came up with. It was I thought the music choices were eh. I thought without projection, it was kind of eh. And yeah, I think yeah. it was kind of flat. I, I, it wasn't what we expected it to be. No, so. definitely not. So, so those are the shows that we saw really, yeah. right? We didn't see, we did see the beauty and the beast show over in Hollywood. Studios. We hadn't done, we hadn't done that before. That was fun. Yeah. We won't have to do it again, but yeah, fun. Yeah. Show wise. As for rides. Yeah. What new so, things did we try? So there weren't a whole lot of new ride attractions on the agenda, but the one. I almost made it on Rock and Roller Coaster. And then I chickened out when I saw the launch. I was like, absolutely not. But I walked out. But mom and brother did and, and they, they enjoyed really it. it. They had a yeah. great time. I am not a Rock and Roller Coaster person, so I did not partake in that. Um, but the one thing that was on the bucket list that stood out among all the rides. I know you and have some opinions about. No, not that one. Yeah. The one that you tried. Do you want to talk about that one first? Yeah, let's do that. All right. If you've been listening to this show for a while, I try to conquer one sort of attraction fear each time we go on a trip. Last time it was Astro Orbiter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big whoop, right? <laughs> Astro Orbiter, right? But I did. It was fine, right? You know, all right. So this trip. I had to make a decision because I, I just wasn't sure which one I wanted to do. I know it wasn't going to be Expedition Everest because I just didn't want to be in Animal Kingdom that much. Um, Tron was a possibility. Guardians is a possibility. And you guys kept telling me, you got to do Guardians. It's the best ride. It's the best ride. So I decided to do Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. This was my, my new ride for me on this trip. Yeah. All right. What, what exactly do you want me to tell people? I've... I don't. Do you remember it? I I remember it. <laughs> do you remember writing it? I do remember it. So here's my quick take. And I listen. I get it. Everyone responds differently to these attractions. I am not a thrill coaster person. If you did a a a sort of a, a spread between Vibe Chaser and Ride Crusher, I am so far down the Vibe Chaser side. I am happy just being there, right? But I tried Guardians. Technically and engineering wise, it is an absolute marvel of engineering and science. It's a very cool ride. It is extremely cool. I will never do it again. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? So as it as, is not my cup of tea. So we I didn't get now before you say anything, because I'll let you make fun of me here in a second. But I did not get motion sick. I will tell people that. I never felt sick to my stomach. Like I was going to hurl. Like some people get sick on this ride. They were just reported. Some people do. I never felt that way, but it just, okay. You, Wait, you take so it what there. about it? Wait, I thought that's what it was. It then what about that. it that you didn't like? It's a combination of things. One, I didn't expect it to go up and down as hard as it did. I thought it was more of a gin. I knew it was fast and I knew that the ride moved like the, the car you were in was like an omni coaster like it, right. it moves slowly to to put point you in the direction it wants you to look at that wasn't the problem it was the speed and the omni coaster stuff coupled with i wasn't expecting the the times when you go up and the times that you come down to be as steep and drastic as they were i thought it was a more gentle up and down curve like it was it felt like i expected to feel more flat 
than ex- like going up and then coming down. And again, not in the point where my stomach felt like I was going to f- hurl, but com- combined with the speed and everything else, it just it was too much of a sensory overload for me. And it was it just was un, it was disorienting and unpleasant. And I spent most of the ride with my eyes either closed or squinted because I it was too much for me. It was too much going on for me to process. And that's in my mind, that's unpleasant. If I had told you, because like I know the track and I know when we're going down and up, would you have been would it have been helpful for me to be like, OK, we're going up as we were doing it? Well, to like prepare maybe but because i know you've done this ride a lot i I, probably not because i still have to experience it i just again i did it i'm not (laughs) upset that i did it i wasn't mad that i did it i was glad to get off of it (laughs) and um let's just say i was i was i was i was i was not cursing but i was damning peter quill through most of the ride. I was literally saying, damn you, Quill. I can't believe you did this to me, Peter. I was trying to, I do those things to try to get through the ride, to have fun with it while I am terrified. Yeah. And again, it's not a terrifying ride. It's, it's for someone that is looking for to be more calm and peaceful experience. It is way too stimulating for me. Even if you like, now that you know what's coming, you still wouldn't do it again. I, I probably would not do it again. Because I think because it I was the uncertainty that freaked you out. Well, part of it. Part of it, but also just the overwhelming. It's just a lot of sensory input. It's lights. It's sound. The music is fine. We had conga. Fun. I mean, not a problem. Right. I just think the speed combined with it's very smooth. I just, I would prefer... I have no trouble on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That is my roller coaster. You know, I don't really have a problem at all with Slinky Dog Dash. That's my coaster. I this was a lot for me, my brain, the process, and that made it very difficult for me to enjoy the experience. That that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So we get on the ride, and we get through the little parts, and I'm like, okay, like the launch is backwards. Okay, so this. When you when the Omni coaster first like moves you right and you move sideways, I can sort of hear Papa's like immediate regret, right? He's like, oh, I'm not going to like this because it, it is like sort of the jump- launch didn't bother me. Going backwards fast to start the ride did not bother me. It's it, when we started moving. It was when we turned on the launch and he's like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And he's like gripping the thing and I'm like holding his hand and he's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I did I'm say like, I don't like it a lot. And I'm like, it's okay. Like you've got it. And then we get to the earth part and I'm like, okay, it's over. It's almost over. And he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> he just really didn't like it. But I, I've never been so genuinely scared. Like I made you my, nervous and, and I shouldn't have done that. Like, cause I, I, I'm very empathetic and I, get really nervous when my when my family is hurt like my brother was four and he had to go get his allergy shots for the first time I could hear him screaming from the waiting room and I was like terrified but I was like I've never been so scared for anyone in my life than I was with Papa I was not in pain I was not in distress I just it was way too much for me to process it was just too much for me right I like did not get to enjoy the ride at all low-key because i was just taking care of papa the whole time but you got to ride it a lot on this trip yeah so i immediately sort of jumped back on it with or we went back on it again with our virtual queue and mom brother and i get to the launch and we're facing backwards and gamora goes i think we jumped back and you know usually there's a slight pause and then you go yeah we didn't go 
um, the beat, the beeline kept playing and they were talking and I was like, oh, no way we're stuck right here. Because what happens like on other rides is that the countdown restarts when you're stopped at the launch, you know? Yeah, it doesn't do that at Guardians. So out of absolutely no way, we were launched back. And I was like, thank God this didn't happen when Pop was on the ride because I think he might have passed out. Well, Guardians was not new for you guys. It was new for me. And that's sort of the everybody kind of made fun of Papa. Eh, no big deal. I'm used yeah. to it by now. Okay. And again, people who listen to this show know that I am not a big thrill ride person. And so, again, I'm not upset that I did it. I'm scratching it off my list. I did it once. I don't have to do it again. Maybe I'll do it again. Maybe I'll, I'll put it in the maybe category, but certainly not something I'm, I would look forward to doing. I think it's doing. the kind of thing that like you have to do once and then know what to expect so that you're not as freaked yeah. out. Okay. So we, but the real ride that no one had ever done before was Tron and brother was very, very excited to go in Tron. He knows all the Tron facts and but nervous too, nervous too. But like the, the day we were in magic kingdom, we didn't have a pass. We had to stand under the Tron and like take pictures and watch it go. And da, da, da. I was nervous getting on Tron because when you come out that launch and you're in that outside part, you're fully like 90 to the ground. Right. And I was scared. I was like, oh, I don't like it. So I get in the test vehicle and I was like, oh, you're like on the ground. Like the bike feels so low to the ground, pretty much parallel to the ground, you know. And I was like, oh, I don't like it. I'm terrified. It was so, so much fun. It was so much fun. It was so cool. Like the ride vehicle is so cool. The music is incredible. The like the whole story is so cool. It's incredibly smooth. The outside part is over before you know it. And I don't know. I just I. I think it is probably the most fun ride. My favorite ride and the best ride has got to be Guardians, but I think Tron is the most fun. And you didn't get on it. I did not. Given my Guardians experience, I had had enough after we had <laughs> new off things of it, for one trip. <laughs> after we had gotten off of it, we figured that you probably wouldn't like it very much. But so based on like a combination of things, Heldner, my brother and I, ended up being able to ride it four times in one day. And so we requested the back, the very back cars, one of the times. And I was like, this is kind of like disappointing, like whatever. So we get put in the very first car on our next ride. That's where you want to ride it. It is so intense in the first row. It was so much fun. And I just, I could go on and on about Tron, but we are way over the limit, but it was, it was so much fun. And the pictures on it are so funny because the, the launch is so quick and it's right. The picture's like right there. And it's, it's, it's just so good. Is it too, is it too short? Absolutely. But I would wait in line for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I, uh, maybe next time, maybe it'll be my turn next time. I'm not sure. But yeah, I was watching it launch and go up and over and I was like, you know, but like, I just it, don't know. See, I know I didn't, I felt genuinely eyes if I do this. very freaked out about that part. But it, it is seriously over before you can even even have time to be scared about what's going on because right. well, you're going so fast. And it's fast. so quick. It's a, it's a much shorter ride than Guardians yeah. is, right? I will so. say, um, nobody told us this, but when we were in line, I turned to like this woman and I was like, have you been on it? What would you tell people that are like nervous? And she was like, so in the first two seconds, you're going to be hating life. Like the launch, you're going to be so scared for the rest of it. You're like, what did I sign up for? And the outside part, you know, it's over before you realize you can be scared, but you're like, ah, once you hit inside, it slows down a lot. Like it literally, like it, you get inside and it physically slows you down. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
the rest of it is just kind of like Space Mountain. Right. But it's really fun. So good. that's that. Excellent. Well, we did a lot of new stuff on this trip and it was a good trip overall. Thumbs up on the trip. Can't wait to go back. Yeah. High five on that one. Good job. So yeah, we did a lot of new things on the show. The one thing, like I said before, we didn't talk about New Year's Eve because there's a lot going on on New Year's Eve. We're going to save that for a separate episode. We have to decide either that's going to be a Patreon episode or maybe a YouTube exclusive or something like that because we have a lot to talk about specific to New Year's Eve, which was oh, yeah. tons of fun. But Glad to be back. Hopefully we'll be feeling better really soon. Our voices will come back completely Hopefully. for the next show. Uh, but yeah, we have lots to talk about going forward. So Mimi, how can our friends that are out there listening get in touch with us so they can share their thoughts about the new things happening at Walt Disney World or what they'd like to hear from us uh, about our recent trip that we didn't get to share yet? You guys can send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disneyassembled. But if you guys want to support the show further, link to our Public Patreon, buy us a Dole Whip, all that other super fun stuff is on our website, DisneySimple.com. Make sure to go check it out. Yeah, do that. You should do that. That will be really great for us. We'd appreciate it. You could help the show even more by giving it a five-star rating and review. If you have a podcast player that allows you to do ratings and reviews, we'd really appreciate that, especially the review stuff. Write a review. We haven't had a review in a while. You know, just a couple of words telling us how much you enjoy the show. Also, we have a YouTube channel. I mentioned YouTube a couple of times in this episode. Go ahead and subscribe to that YouTube channel. It doesn't cost you anything and it really helps us out a lot. We'll be posting some, you know, shorts over there, some videos over there, because I took a lot of video on this uh, trip and some and we're going to put some content together for our YouTube channel. So don't miss that out. Hit, hit, the, hit the subscribe button and uh, hit the little bell icon, too, so that when we do post something, you get notified so that you know to go to the YouTube channel and uh and watch the stuff that we put out there. All right. Mimi, high five. Good job. I know you're not feeling too well. I appreciate you spending the time recording this super long episode for Disney Assemble. But it's been lots of fun. Good stuff. Super fun. Can't wait to go back and do more new stuff. Oh, yeah. Unless it's a thrill ride, then probably you hate life. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We hope that this episode brought a smile to your face, an extra special magic to your day, and that all-important sprinkle of pixie dust to your week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, see you real soon. gentlemen please collect your belongings watch your head and step and take small children by the hand